0: Much like Martin Luther King Jr., Aaron had a dream, and wow. and that is what brings us together today. Is Aaron's dream? He is currently eating chicken chips, which are the new snack du jour at Softly HQ. They are keto. They are also
1: disgusting. They're not, man. Um, <laughs> I got sucked in on an Instagram ad. I actually thought they were like, basically like chicken jerky. Yep. Um, but they're not. They're chicken fat back. They're skins, man. They're they're hipster pork rinds. But chicken skin is delicious, and that is not. So if they are I, hipster pork rinds. If I was to close, if my you're eyes, a fucking keto hipster, which I'm not, I didn't buy it because of the keto thing. It, I didn't even notice that that was part of the. Appeal. It is on the bag. It is on the bag. <laughs> um, but I bought a mail order because I don't go to stores. Yeah. And uh, is mail order even a term anymore on the internet? Yeah. Amazon delivered our flock
0: chicken chips. Is that what they're called? Yeah, flock. I thought
1: I thought it was like pieces of, I guess it is pieces of chicken. Flock, I thought it was pieces looking, of chicken meat. We're looking at you for a sponsorship, Flock. It's, <laughs> dude, I mean, it's pork rinds, man. Like, we live in the South. You go into any fucking... Pork rinds are crunchy and not liquidy. These are crunchy. They're just oily. Yeah, they're, they're not liquidy. They're very oily. Yeah. And I mean, you know who
0: else loves them? Cree. My dog, my, my black lab is currently manically pacing around the podcast room, hoping for a uh, small smidgen of largesse from Aaron. Not going to happen. I know. bag's empty. But she's you already gave him. her
1: some. It's already likely she's going <laughs> to diarrhea in this room
0: before the podcast <laughs> is over. She she has a very sensitive gastrointestinal system. Yeah, um, so why
1: the fuck are you feeding her
0: chicken rice? She was very excited by them. She's food rewarded. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. At least hope, it's your rug in hope, here. Hope, it is my rug. Hopefully she doesn't piss out of her ass right here in the middle of the podcast. As it long could as be. it doesn't get on me or my shoes. <laughs> With my luck, now that you said that, she will literally just pop a squat
1: right Dude, on your I'd, feet. Dude, I had to buy a Brooke. Remember that dog? I, we oh, we dog. adopted that dog for like four hours and yep. came in here and pissed all her Brooke stuff. Yep. Yeah, I bought her a new backpack. You're way cooler than me because I would have been like, Oh, the dog piss. I had some you know, uh, je ne sais quoi. You're definitely fast approaching like the brick through the window. (laughs) Like you're going to (laughs) like dog shit version where you're going to come in and there's going to be dog shit from the parking lot. Just, like, smeared on your desk. You're like, who did this? I don't know. It's could, funny, because I will pretend. Could have been anyone in the office. <laughs> I will pretend it didn't bother me. I'll be like,
0: oh, oh I fucking love dog <laughs> shit. <laughs> Thanks. This desk
1: is awesome. I was meaning to smear dog <laughs> shit on my desk. You guys help me out. Thanks so much. So,
0: with the outbreak of uh, almost two-year-old accidents, dog accidents in the office, and uh, my general disgrace. We had it solved. We had
1: it solved. Oh, no, no. I know. I got Cree. And she's and then you got another yeah, no yeah, dog. I got Creek. And you violated the rules and because you're going through a stressful time in your life I want this dog I have benevolently allowed you I want this dog to be my friend. I have a kennel for her. I put her in the kennel. You are
0: trying. I'm really making an effort to make I, sure she's not a dick. I appreciate
1: that. <laughs> I think if you can police up the parking lot a little bit, we'll be in in really good shape. Damn it, this goes against everything I believe in. Picking up your own dog's poop is so Then fucking take her into the woods, man. uh, Nick
0: made that point earlier and I realized that I'm I'm cool with that. That is that has been an (laughs) oversight on my part. When I was like, nah, fuck picking up poop. That's stupid shit. And then Nick is like, why don't you just take your dog to the woods? And I
1: was like, that is actually really good. I think it's like if it's it's in the parking lot, you gotta pick it up. If it's in the woods, fucking let the squirrels have fun. What good are all terrain tires so they can't get through a little poop? Well, it's not the tires, it's people's shoes. Yeah, those shoes are all-terrain, too. <laughs> all right. Anyway, As, I'm glad we're finally doing this after uh, the last one we did, which will not be released. Oh, are maybe. We not, we're not releasing it? Uh, maybe we will. Okay. I don't know. I, I, like, I don't think there's a fucking
0: problem with it. I love that everyone else but you was like, hmm. Maybe we shouldn't publish that one. And you were like, "I don't, I don't know what the problem is." And I'm like, "That's kind of the problem. Still, it's the best part." Apparently, it <laughs> makes me sound like a
1: fucking giant asshole.
0: No, no, just um, it's not that you look like a giant asshole. It's that you appear to be off. Like, there's like a there's like an odd chord that you don't hear. Like, a, like a frequency. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where everybody's like, "No, no, that's uh." That's a bad frequency, and you're like, "That's weird. I don't hear it at all." <laughs> and we're like, "Ah,
1: there's the problem." I think mean, it was just in the telling. Uh, anyway, I don't. I don't want to reference it too
0: much. Um, I love that we talk about these kind of things. Like you know, I mean, I feel like bottom of the barrel podcast is the greatest therapy that either of us will ever get.
1: Uh, I definitely talk about shit in this podcast. <laughs> strangely, like publicly to people that I have no idea who are listening. That I am pretty I, sure that there are
0: psychiatrists that listen to this podcast that are like, Doug and Aaron need
1: help. Yeah, these are like stories It's like, by the way, I've like never told anyone this <laughs> shit except for like two <laughs> people. But um, let me tell 7,000 of my closest friends. Right? Um, yeah, I, I guess being in stressful situations, like we've all... We've all been there, right? If you hear sniffing on the microphone, it's because the dog has now entered my lap
0: and is right. now wanting to try Trying join. to find
1: the best place to shit. I, is you, it well, the microphone? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll find
1: out. It's going to be a super <laughs> awkward hour if I have to talk into a shit-covered microphone for right? an hour. Oh, man. Talk about wanting to throw up. What are you guys doing up here? So I think uh, one thing that I'd like to say that I'm pretty, pretty excited to announce is the fact that we are going to Japan. Oh. <sighs> The coronavirus has caused, inadvertently caused us to make the Japan trip a reality. Can we also cite that the coronavirus was the best excuse possible? Where Aaron's like, "Honk!" Aaron was routed. It was Hong not Kong. the best excuse. It was the only path forward that was financially acceptable and acceptable people to my wife. My look of glee. I, I know <laughs> you're like, "What? Are, that's bullshit!" No, no, it's simple. I okay? just told
0: you when you were talking about it. I was like, "You do realize that, like." Hong Kong isn't mainland China, and there's not an outbreak of coronavirus there, and routing your flight to the airport in listen, Hong Kong is probably said, okay. Listen
1: to what I said, though. It was the only route that was financially feasible and acceptable to my wife. Was, was your wife actually concerned, though, like about it? She was like, I'd rather you cancel the trip than fly through Holy Hong Kong. crap, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, and Lisa is a pretty pragmatic person. Yeah, I she guess. She's got that German blood. Clearly she's
0: yeah. uh she's the little bit of the Fourth Reich lives inside of her.
1: It's just directed at Chinese people. German Dr. Blood. Yeah, no, yeah. man. She's like uh no. Nine, nine, not through China, Erin. No man. I mean she's not excited By the way, Lisa about she doesn't the... have that accident at all. <laughs> she does not. Uh even her parents didn't sound like that. But um she was not excited when I started riding motorcycles again. But she was also kind of like, Hey dude. She does realize that these aren't motorcycles, right? We're all gonna die like dude, these are rickshaws? Is... Like motorized rickshaws. Oh no, no, I'm saying in general. Oh. Like when I started to ride motorcycles again. Well, that was
0: a pretty funny story too. When you asked me, you were like, I feel like Lisa has told me that I can do whatever I want. I said, Did she say that exactly? And you were like, Yes. And I was like, Well then don't buy the motorcycle <laughs> And you were like, You looked at me with like an a, a scampish look and you went, I don't think that's what she meant. And I was like she literally meant I can do whatever I want. No, that's not true. Anytime any person says do whatever you want, they mean don't do the thing we talked about. Yeah. However, you know, not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna knock on wood. There's been no accidents or even close accidents, really, either. Uh, no.
1: Everything has been good so far. You've Been driving wood. very defensively. Yeah, man. I think. Uh, I am not an aggressive rider. I'm not an aggressive driver. Um, I train consistently uh with a dude out of burlington that is now retired but still works with a lot of different police departments um both in the u.s and in europe mark brown moto mark one um is the name of his company and he used to be the dude that trained and certified all north carolina law enforcement like motorcycle law enforcement cops right on um he has been awesome in terms of just teaching like road strategy, uh, not so much kind of you know. This is how you like work the clutch or you know break or you know uh, any of that kind of stuff. But really, all we spend you know four to six hours at a time every six weeks or so on the road uh, in different kind of like weather and traffic conditions. Do you have to um, ride on the back or does he ride on the back? Right. Uh, we actually use modern communication techniques uh, such as Bluetooth headsets. Oh, so you guys ride like uh, intercom. Like a,
0: a motorcycle gang, right? Like two two motorcycles together, exactly. Oh, yeah, cool. That's right. <laughs> um, I anyway, have no, my... I have I can't say anything. I'm currently drinking Seagram Seven out of a candle holder. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true. I'm wearing pajamas. Yep, I mean, true. It's all, all of this is true. Yeah. Um. Welcome to Softly. So what has happened is that Aaron's love of motorcycles and his love of shenanigans, aka the adventurous trips. I have no idea what that was. Was that shit or a sneeze? (laughs) I think it could have been both. (laughs) Um, Has taken him on a trip to Sri Lanka, where he's going to ride a motorized rickshaw with his... his, uh, The crew from last year. Los Scorpiones, whatever they are, the fucking baddest mamma jammas in Sri Lanka.
1: Yeah, man. We got our flags made. We got our tracksuits embroidered up. Neon yellow tracksuits. We're all wearing yellow Adidas tracksuits. With the scorpion from the drive jackets embroidered on the back, and we all have yellow Kangol bucket hats. You so, guys are gonna be the prettiest girls at the dance. And we've got flags for our rickshaws that have the scorpion and the hammer on them. So, yeah, I'm hoping it's not too hot. It could be like entirely too hot to wear the fucking tracksuit. Don't let that stop you. But <laughs> I will, I will sweat my ass off. Yeah, in a um, tracksuit. I chose to sweat my ass off in Romania on like 90-degree days wearing those fucking scorpion jackets <laughs> from Drive. We're like, nope, wearing this We're thing. We're wearing these jackets. I brought this fucking thing. It took up half of my luggage. Nice. Uh, yeah, my luggage was. So you guys
0: are going to so – here's, here's – let me allow you to paint a picture for everybody who's listening. <clears throat> I tell Aaron, my April is really busy, super busy, so busy that I think we'll be gone 75% of the month. Um, yeah. and I would like to preserve March so that I don't get murdered by my estranged wife. And we all were like, yeah, I yeah, mean, that's totally cool. Totally cool. And then Aaron goes, by the way, I'm booking my layover through Tokyo. This is it.
1: And let me, like, let me explain. Yeah, Yeah. All right. I was flying through Hong Kong. Uh, on a flight that sucks, by the way, uh, Dallas to Hong Kong direct 16 and a half hours. It's who, like. Who are worse, Dallasites or people from Hong Kong? That's a tough question. Um, I, you know what? I'm gonna have to go with Dallas.
0: Yeah, there's yeah. gonna be a lot of diamonds and fake titties on that
1: plane. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go <laughs> with Dallas. I hate doing business in China. That flight's so long that even when you take an Ambien or melatonin and you pass out for eight or nine hours, you wake up and you still have like a full international flight left to get through. Uh, in, in any event,
0: going I, through. I miss the
1: days when you could smoke on those flights. <laughs> I don't think I can do it, man. <laughs> You're old enough; like you remember that shit, right? I remember smoking. Well, we—I didn't fly a lot when I was younger. So, yeah, when I dude, but, I
0: did international flights when I was like nine, like before. Nah, my parents
1: didn't take me on shit. The, yeah, dude, it—it was—it was awful. No, nah, I remember going to restaurants where there was the smoking section next to the non-smoking <laughs> section. It's like, no, no, you're in the non-smoking section. Yeah, but like this dude, six inches away from me, is like blowing smoke over our table. I don't know why you have anything to say. Yeah, but you're in the non-smoking section, so it's totally cool. Yeah, for yeah. sure. All right. Uh No, nah, man, so the flight to Sri Lanka was going to go through Hong Kong, obviously with the Kung Flu. No one wants to fucking oh, be in China. Kung Flu. Kung Flu. Did so, we steal that or did you just make that up? I found it on a meme. I like that. Sweet and sour sicken. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the choices are basically either to go west through another part of Asia, right, or go east through Europe and then the Middle East. Well, everyone wants to go east to avoid Asia completely. Well, they all, and they all want to spend right? their time in Dubai. So, yeah. So it was like an $8,000 upgrade charge just to try and go through Western, like London to Dubai or, uh, you know, like Qatar or something. So the other option was Tokyo. And as you know, I fucking love Tokyo. So You've been I felt like me that Tokyo is your favorite city for at least five years. I felt like it was the universe giving us an opportunity to go. Um, I didn't have any
0: idea what I was in for. I knew this was gonna be, so basically I was like, well this is a once in a lifetime opportunity and I can't pass it up. And so once the flights were booked, Aaron giddily sent me a text about, be prepared for an itinerary that was incoming. And I was like, okay, this will be cool. And then literally he sends me a hit list of minute by minute activities in Tokyo. I, for Maybe a, hour no, by hour. I don't, I'm not judging or upset. Because every single thing on the list, I'm like,
1: oh fuck, this. We is don't have a be... lot of time. We got to fucking yeah. No, we, we can't gotta... get there and be like, what do you want to do?
0: <laughs> no, I don't know. What are you? No, nah, man, do? we got to land with a plan, and we're... and we have one. Yeah, and we are literally going to be doing. I mean, I don't even want to spoil it for people, but we're we're basically eating at all of the finest establishments, minus Hero, because you're going to do that on the way back, right? I'm catch that on the way back. Um, we're going to eat at all these great places in Tokyo. We're going to see all the sites in Tokyo, and it seems to me that. Aaron's proposition of us riding go karts through downtown Tokyo wearing uh, Mario Kart costumes. It's not really downtown, but I mean, it is
1: one. It's the manga district.
0: Do they call it the manga district? Akihabara.
1: Akihabara. Akihabara. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it is my greatest
0: hope that I return from Tokyo with a bloody handkerchief and. Minus one pinky
1: finger. I don't know if we're gonna be able to fit it in with dinner schedule, but <laughs> we'll, can... we'll see. We'll see what so we can it do. It only
0: takes twenty seconds for me to cut off my pinky finger. I feel like we can make this happen. Right. The Spe- only problem. Is... And
1: speaking of Tokyo, I am loving this show Giri haji What the, what the fuck? You Look, just <laughs> when you drink when you drink whiskey out of a, a candle holder, it's too big. So you if... just spilled like a shot of whiskey down. Luckily, you're wearing a uh, kind of a hard shell. Yeah, so. that was great. I, I didn't mean to do this. It just I went to take a sip and it just poured out of my mouth. More to loosen up the dog's bowels.
0: <laughs> She's going to lick the whiskey. Oy.
1: Why is she having diarrhea? I don't know. Just been giving her whiskey and <laughs> chicken chips and, and whiskey. Chicken, chicken rinds. <laughs> These you are
0: they, if if the ASPCA wasn't upset with us before this because of the dog jujitsu comments, they're going to be after they realize I'm feeding my dog chicken chips and, <laughs> and whiskey
1: right so so yes, Gei he, what is it it's Geary I don't know if it's Geary. Or Geary. I think it's Geary Geary Haji Geary slash Haji like how, how far is into it like are honor you? duty or yeah. courage do, I don't know how how far are you into it we just finished the third episode last night, and it is moving at a a good clip It's an interesting um, show.
0: I enjoyed it for a variety of reasons, but um I felt like but it it slows down in places because it's it's a relational show yeah. not an action driven show really good cast though uh it's a very interesting cast it's a uh, equal parts western actors and japanese actors yeah. so it's very interesting but I, I am definitely uh i'm waiting for your reaction in the final episode when don't ruin it i mean i'm not gonna ruin it i'm just gonna say that there was a portion of it that hit me in a way where i was like first of all this is completely out of the directorial like whoever did this this does not fit with the entire rest of the show at all however comma as a punctuation mark in the series it is this like it's like a synopsis of the entire relational driven thing in interpretive dance and I, I was literally like what the fuck is happening and then I was like why am I crying like, <laughs> like <laughs> Wow. Fuck these motherfuckers! Like they've they've touched my soul with this weird. Going to thing. get the
1: Seppuku sword That's out of. The...
0: Very good, very good, very good. So, yeah. yeah. All right. I hope you I'm enjoy. E- it. I'm
1: excited to check it out.
0: So we're going to yeah. Japan, and um, it's going to be great. And hopefully, there's like some exciting
1: Instagram stories that come out of it. There's going to be good Instagram stories. We're going to get awesome pictures. We're going to eat awesome food. We're going to see awesome shit. And uh, big trouble in Little Tokyo. I will be wearing
0: jeans tucked into logger boots and a tank top for the entire experience. Plus, I will cut my
1: hair into a mullet. Dude, you'll fit right in <laughs> with the fucking cosplay <laughs> people. You know who is this? Uh, I'm uh, I'm old school. Be like a dude from a video game. You know, but yeah, it's going to be rad. The Sri Lanka trip is going to be rad. And then when we get back, we have the team dirt bike event. In yep. South Carolina, and then we're going to Oregon for the long range shooting event. If you gonna weren't be... jealous of working here before,
0: this podcast was meant as a giant fuck you to everyone with a regular job. It's not usually
1: like this, and it's going to be busy like as fuck. It's like this all. It's the not time. like this all. The... We're not traveling three out of four weeks all mm. the time. Just, you know, that's
0: true. When you say it that way, I can't argue with you. However, every year. There are all these surprise trips doing things that everyone's jealous of. She tends to pile up, but... Uh... <laughs> I mean, I like it when you look at it that way. I'm not upset. It's fucking the best part ever about this job. It's also not the best part ever when dealing with your significant other and being like, hey, by the way, could you watch the kids for four days while I go to Tokyo and hit a bunch of Michelin star restaurants and ride go-karts to the Akihabara district? No big deal. My wife still doesn't think this is a real company. You just have to block your significant other on Facebook and Instagram. And say it's for their own good. And there, then, yeah. you know. My wife's cool. not even
1: on Instagram. You've somehow stumbled on quite the fate. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? She only uses Facebook to kind of be within these like uh, veterinary mom groups. Yeah. Well, those are the best kind of groups. There's a lot of stress in veterinarians apparently. I can imagine. So Actually, super high suicide rate. Really? Around, among. General practitioners my uh, my GP cares too much exactly So that's the thing is that they don't make any money it's not that They don't make any money They come out of school with a shitload of debt. Yep, and the average vets making like 55 to 70 grand a year Right, so they've gone to school for and seven just, or eight years They're just putting dogs to sleep every day and then they're dealing with owners that are fuck faces that, that too. Yeah, that. either are treating their dogs like shit or she was standing at the door with
0: her forehead pressed against the door, leaning into it. And I was like, mm, that's not a good
1: indication. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> no, nah, man. I, I think, you know, you see people that uh, are neglectful either because of stupidity or because of, uh, you know, pur- or purposely, you know, I think I know. This was a long time ago. My, you know, my wife, most of the work she does is at a specialty hospital, like a referral hospital uh, where it's all specialists that work there. And, you know, there was this pit bull that came in uh, where the owners couldn't afford it. had like something fucked up in its foot. It was super minor. The owners couldn't afford it. They were basically just going to be like, put the dog down. Um, it is an acceptable response from a dog owner, if, if you ask me. It's fine.
0: Yep. Uh,
1: and the old grandpa broke a toe. Otherwise, he's healthy, but fucking put a bullet in him and we'll bury him out. The back. kids were freaking out. <laughs> yep. And the hospital was basically like, you know what? Let's fucking put some like stitches in this dog's foot. Like, yep. you know what? Like this this one's on us, right? Yep. Uh, they can't do that all the time. Yeah. It's not a fucking charity. It's a business. But uh, in this case, they were like, all right, come back in seven days so we can take the stitches out, you know, keep change the dressing every day, keep it dry, et cetera. Yeah. Well, they come back in, like, three weeks, and the it's fucking infected. dog's been living outside. They've never changed the bandage. The bandage is soaking wet, and now the whole fucking leg needs to be removed, right? And it's just kind of like—and, and of course, like, they definitely aren't going to afford that. Dog's name is Lucky. Nope, Dog's name is Unfortunate. <laughs> Seriously, man. Well, that's the type of shit that— uh, you know, if you're doing that job because you really give a shit about animals, which most I think most people that go into veterinary medicine are there, they're definitely not there for the money. It's not like, you know what, I'm going to be an attorney because I think I can make a lot of money doing it. Uh, no one become. I shouldn't say no one. Very few people become an attorney because they're like, I fucking love the law. <laughs> um, I love. I love everything about practicing law and law theory, and I just fucking love the Constitution and old slipping you know, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> uh, certainly, there's some people that uh, want to do that and are you know practicing law for the good of the community or whatever uh, j- to see justice served. Egalitarian but, lawyers. Huh. Most people go to law school because they don't know what the fuck they want to do, but they know they don't want to be what poor. What am I going to do with this history degree? Well, go to law school. And they know they don't want to be poor. Yep. So anyway, but my point is is that most people go to veterinary school because they really give a shit about the, the career.
0: I feel like most people go to veterinary school because they grew up reading All Creatures Great and Small by James Harriet.
1: Oh, That might be. It's a good book. I mean, or a series of books, right? Really. It's mostly women, right? It's probably like 80%. Is it really? Yeah, it's like 80% women. Huh. Um, I've had a lot of male vets. If you're a dude that wants to get laid, be a veterinarian. Go to fucking vet school. If you're a dude who wants to get laid by crazy horse
0: girls, well, or dog, crazy dog girls or crazy cat girls, I feel like the I feel like the opportunities are limited in that realm. Like, (laughs) while while sex might be an option, murder suicide is also that is your the seconds. Uh, Have this feast of pussy. Also, you're dead.
1: possible i'm just saying that uh the the opportunities i think are are ripe there yeah fair because enough because the, the,
0: the safer the field would be is. dietetics there you go according to brooke you know it's like there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, females there too i can oh, see wait. That. they all have eating disorders so never mind <laughs> in general it's a fucking common
1: theme is it oh yeah
0: I I mean, I'm making broad generalisms, and I'm sure that people will send hate mail, which is, it is the coin of the realm in Bottom of the Barrel. I think you're,
1: like, fueled by hate mail. it makes me so happy.
0: (laughs) How else am I going to field more Ask Professor Doug (laughs) questions segments?
1: (laughs) Fair enough, man. Say
0: ridiculous things. Have people overreact. Awesome. This is my... This is this is
1: what I do. my ma maison Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so so speaking of ridiculous things and reacting, there was a dream. I want to tell you about this dream. Okay, the reason for this podcast with
0: I, Aaron going, hey, let me tell you about a dream I had, and I'm going, wait, save it for the
1: podcast. I'm gonna have to throw George a little bit under the bus on this one. Perfect. So George, I apologize. George I doesn't listen to these things. He might not. Know <laughs> but if he is listening, or if someone tells him, I'm sorry. In the dream, we were at the office. George is in town, as he is right now. As he is right now. And we were going somewhere. And it was somewhere important. I don't know where it was. But we had to be there on time. And it was me, you, George, and Scout, older daughter. Oh, Michaela. Michaela. All right. And we were wrapping stuff up in the office. It was like, all right, we're already, hey, we're like five minutes late. Everyone get in the fucking car. We go outside and Michaela is in my car in the driver's seat. And she's in the like, driver's seat. And she's like, I want to drive. Oh, she's going to wreck your truck. So, is it a truck or the Tesla? The Tesla. Oh,
0: this is actually fitting because she's she has a complex. She thinks that all Teslas are the mark of true wealth. So which when, is not true. When I got a new truck, she was like, why would you buy this poor
1: person's truck? You should have bought a Tesla. And I'm like. Teslas are pretty fucking rad. I'm definitely sold on the electric truck. Uh, uh, electric car concept and electric truck. I just think it's I just think it's
0: fitting that Michaela clearly like has an obsession with electric vehicles now. So like Dude, I'm a it huge... totally makes sense in your dream that she would want to drive your car. Well,
1: I remember when we took her out to Pinehurst. Yep. You were like she's really excited to be in a Tesla whatever. Oh, yeah. Um although when my lease is up in a few months, I will be getting rid of it and not releasing another one. Ooh. I will uh stick with my Giant diesel monster. Until the truck comes out, would you consider my my truck a brodozer? No, I don't think so. Not at all. all right. I just want it doesn't sure.
0: blow any black smoke, and it doesn't have a. Well, it does have a flat bill hat sitting on the dash, so there's that. But no. there's no monster stickers on it, and it. Um, in general, like I feel like it's it's an odd overlanding contraption.
1: All right, um, just a stretch. But anyway, so so we get outside. Michaela's driving your Tesla. Michaela's sitting in the the front seat. And she's like, I'm driving. There's no other car for whatever reason, right? It's a fucking dream. It's like, dude, we had to leave five minutes ago. You're not driving. Get out of the car. She starts crying. Also accurate. You're like, (laughs) dude, just let her drive your car. I don't want to let her drive my car. Understandably. (laughs) Yeah, I know for sure. And... You start arguing with me, dude, just let her drive the car. It's not a big deal. Just let her fucking drive. This is an analogy for me bringing the dogs into the office after they were banned. Probably. (laughs) I'm arguing with you. I'm getting really upset. Then I'm like, what happened last time I let someone borrow my one of my cars? Fucking- George. (laughs) George put fucking 35 gallons worth of unleaded fuel in my diesel truck, and I didn't notice it until 40 miles later, and we had to replace (coughs) the entire (coughs) fuel system. (laughs) Then George starts crying. <laughs> right? So I, I'm really, I, I feel bad. Like, I fucking, I really, really love George. This is Burger uh, King, motherfucker. Is, it's your dream.
0: I, you can have it your way. I know. I'm, it so really everybody, sounds everybody's like, crying. Am I crying I feel crying like yet? I'm
1: really shitting on George, and
0: it's really not my intention. It's not true. This is an accurate representation of what happened when George put unleaded gas in your diesel truck after asking if it was a diesel or a gas truck. True. <laughs> um, you know what? George... Is going to eat this he, crow. He earned this one. And He's going to eat this crow until never, fucking Jesus comes back. It will never be forgotten. No, no, no. Never.
1: Um. So George is crying. Mikhail pro- is crying. Have I started crying yet? You have not. But you and I are getting like more and more angry at each fuck other. Fuck you. No, fuck you. Yeah, 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 yeah I you. love like, these. I love so these. <laughs> they're in the car crying, fucking just bawling. I'm like, we're not fucking going anywhere. You and I are like fucking chest to chest, you know, this like closer and closer. <laughs> I mean, all of this could happen. No, for sure. Except I, I don't think George would actually cry.
0: I don't know. We could. I it, don't think so. It depends on how many mushrooms he's on.
1: No, I think George would be actually actively trying to diffuse the situation. Hey
0: guys, are we cool? Everybody's cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. Hey, I'm going to bust out this Tibetan singing ball and everybody's going to just, ohm. That was the end of the dream. Oh, that you woke up then? Yeah. No resolution. No resolution. I hate fucking dreams. Yeah. It's always, it's either the best things ever happened to you with no resolution or like paralyzing fucking sleep fear (laughs) shit with like an open-ended thing where you wake up and you're like, there's no way that could be true. The other day I had a dream where I dreamed that somehow in the midst of all of this relational trauma I'm going through. I had paid all of my bills and I was so proud of myself and somehow a check cleared for $800 that took me to, you know, a negative 700 hour balance. I was like, what? No, I don't have any more money for like 13 more days. This is the worst. I feel like I'm in like college again, making bad decisions. And I'm like having this, like literally I was like, I was having a fucking panic attack in the dream. And then I woke up and I laughed at myself and I thought, no, Doug, You're far more responsible than that. You have $200 in both of your accounts and you are, you don't have to worry about anything like it's payday tomorrow. And then I literally went and bought a tank of gas, patting myself on the back about how responsible I was and then a check for my new passport cleared <laughs> and I was like, motherfucker overdrawn like $7 is like, this is all in that day. You know, I was like, you got to be kidding me. These motherfuckers.
1: It was foretold in a dream.
0: It was man. I'm starting to believe it. This morning and breakfast, George told me a story about how he and his shaman arise at the same time, no matter what times they're in, because they have an inter- like what? inter-universal like I don't even know what the right term is when you're a fucking hippie, but they're, they're connected like linked on the astral plane Oh, yeah, some there's some sort of Connection that is causes the
1: shaman in Utah or back in California?
0: George. I don't know where George's shaman is um, I do know that the the, te- the idea that George has a shaman is so amusing to me that I must talk about it with everyone
1: You know my grandma um Got really into that shit, so we went out to Tucson when I was a kid. My grandparents took us all out there and my grandfather made really good friends. with The dude that owned this dude ranch in Tucson. What's you giving me this weird look? I think I have headphones on, so it's impossible to
0: tell certainly, but I'm pretty sure I just heard a fart from the dog. Right. <laughs> well, Continue. If this, you need to take this, a pause no, for this, a this, diarrhea break. Th- this game of
1: chicken continues. <laughs> <laughs> Pun intended. Touche. So, yeah, my grandfather became really good friends with this dude that owned a dude ranch out there called the Hacienda del Sol, and uh, they they became so close that I actually started to call that other dude grandfather as well, grandpa. Um, was he a shaman? He was not a shaman, but my grandmother got like started spending all this time on like Hopi Indian reservations and getting really into like kachina dolls and all this kind of shit. And uh, that filtered down into basically all of the women on that side of the family, and they were all consulting with shamans and stuff, and yeah, I don't, I mean. This is actually an interesting
0: story to me, because from the time we filmed the Octane video at your dad's house,
1: I always wondered why there were so many Kachina dolls in his basement. It's because my grandma would go to Arizona like three times a year and come home with more and more of them. Well. This was, is super rare. It's a real one. All right. <laughs>
0: but it's like funny because like your dad's house in general is like what I expect from a sixty something year old Jewish man who wants to decorate his place as though it's tasteful. Like I'm I'm a Chicago Jew. These are some art pieces that I
1: really like. Look at this tastefully blown glass. Yeah. You know? don't, well, and most of that shit's shit that my mom bought. No, it's all right? good,
0: dude. I'm not judging. I go downstairs and I'm like,
1: kachina dolls. Didn't see
0: this coming at all. <laughs> Pretty eclectic.
1: Um, yeah, there's some weird, weird shit down there, but there's some cool stuff. There's a uh, that day the weirdest thing down
0: there was three muscle bound dudes with tattoos pretending to cut cocaine. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> Dirty Frank's been around. He's a. Uh, Seen some cool stuff, I'm sure. Was it? was like, it was like uh, Aaron. When are these young men going to start having sex with each other? <laughs> <laughs> that was not a comment that he. Time made. To, It's time for me to leave. <laughs> right. <laughs> Comes out in a headband, a tank up <clears throat> <laughs> I was looking for a
0: spa sauna. We had this discussion for this weekend, where I committed to myself on Sunday that I was like, I need a reset day. I need to get into a spa. Like, not not. I don't want to go to a real spa because I don't want to feel like I'm pampering myself, but I want to find a gym that has a steam room <laughs> and a sauna. So I was Googling it, and... Uh, I just put, like, an infrared sauna in your garage. Man. I mean, I can. Honestly, I probably should. It would be cool. I just... I never know if they're, like, actually... If they work or not. And I like to go places and be social. Although, now you say that, and I'm like, man, I really should do that in my garage. Um, I mean, if you want to do that, you really need to
1: find, like, a real fucking bathhouse.
0: Well, and what, that's what like I need Like, Eastern to lo- Promises. That's though. what I need to look up. And I, I'm assuming that there's not a... Preponderance of those in Raleigh, North
1: Carolina. Oh, man, right, so here's another trip that we have to take, and I'm gonna we're see. gonna go back to Chicago. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know if it still exists. I'm certain that it doesn't still exist, and it's the one in your neighborhood. Original. When I lived in Chicago, I lived in a few places. The first place that I lived was on uh, Hermitage between Division and Grand, so it was like ten fifty seven North Hermitage was the address. An on division between uh, Ashland and would that be Diversity? I don't remember. Anyway, uh, there was a, a like a I'm Russian Russian I, bathhouse. I
0: started typing Chicago <clears throat> Russian bathhouse, and before I even got Russian done, bathhouse auto-populated in Google. So there's the Chicago Sweat Lodge. There's a Red Square Spa, Bathhouse Incorporated. Let me look it up on the map. Paradise know, Spa and Sauna. I'm I'll looking. know
1: exactly where it is.
0: You said it's Hermitage?
1: Uh, it was on Division Street. On Division? Actually, you know what? I can just look up Division. Well, I'm just going to zoom in on the map. I'm
0: opening it. Red Square Spa. Is that it? Yep. It's um, It's uh, 1914 West Division Street. Yeah. That's Boom. the one. There you go. Still open. They, it's it's uh, open right now. It says Washington's birthday may they affect must these hours. Have, they must have redone it. It has 4.5 stars. Wow. Working modernized bathhouse that doubles as a restaurant and bar serving up Russian fare and vodka. This actually sounds like the kind of place I want to go. Let's see here. Russian Division Street Russian and Turkish baths on Wikipedia. 1914 West Division in Wicker Park. That's it. Yeah, this is. They put a red awning over the door, but that's the one you remember, right? Like right here.
1: There's a wiki on it. Well, look, there's that's the that's one you remember. Yeah, so they've they have made it. I think they've made it nicer because when I lived there, it was like literally a fucking. It was reopened in 2011 under the name Red Square. Yeah. So before then, it was separate facilities for men and women. Before then, it was like a legit like it's been open since 1906 ethnic bathhouse yeah, yeah, yeah. like it was like fucking i don't know if it was real gangsters but it was all you know 10 to 15 year old s class mercedes like you know not not new enough to be expensive but like you know fucking com black tracksuit type guys hanging out uh, Division bath is the
0: only traditional bathhouse remaining in Chicago and one of only a handful in the United States. Authors who have written about it include Nelson Algren and Saul Below. Huh, Saul Below no shit. Saul Below. Have you you pronounced that shit in Hebrew? <laughs> I read a few of his books okay. before I knew I was Jewish and very I much. was like, this is a very
1: conflicted <laughs> man.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> now you know how to pronounce his last name. And I won't do it right because I withhold that judgment. Saul below makes it sound like he's a
0: children author Former He was born Solomon Bellows. I'm sure that's an
1: anglicization probably. Well, anyway, now we have another destination. No, I really sure. So speaking of this trip, I really still want to road trip out to, to Oregon. I know, I know, you know it do. doesn't make sense to do it. It's a terrible idea, but, but I still I mean, want to do it. I,
0: I mean, I kind of want to too. but it's just a
1: it's a terrible idea. We could hit Chicago on the way back. God damn it. We could go hit, we could see Sean Sensky and do some filming with him. We could do all of these things. All of them are things I want to do. I literally just messaged Sean like
0: six hours ago going, all right, during the summertime, I'm going to come and go fly fishing with you.
1: Why wouldn't we do it when we could be passing through North Dakota? Because it's going to be really cold. It won't be really cold. I mean, it'll be cold. It'll be cold for us because we're fucking temperate people. Yeah, well, I'll hang out in the truck.
0: <laughs> 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 good, good job, Doug. Yeah. How about keep up the good work? How about we? So, since this is one of the longest <laughs> events we've ever done, because thanks to Kalen uh generosity of creating a five-day POI, when I asked for a three-day one. Um, I'm a little worried this it's gonna be
1: too long. No, but Like no, 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 by the no. day five, people. No,
0: are... um, people. Dude, here's the thing: people may be fed up with it or whatever. But the reality is, that, like, if you did you look at the uh, poi, mm-hmm. like, or just like the schedule? It looks cool. Yeah, I, 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 I don't want to talk shit about it. Dude, the topics are it's amazing. It's gonna be freaking rad. But yeah, dude, it's full five days. You know what I mean? Like, it's gonna mm-hmm. be a lot. Um, it's gonna be a big experience for people. So I'm excited, but also, it's gonna be longish, and in the middle of a busy month, maybe we should plan on road tripping to Oregon in the summer when Zach's doing his thing and he's going to run it? I can't. Uh, when
1: is that in the summer?
0: We haven't decided yet. Whenever you want it to be.
1: Alright. Maybe I could go in August. But that my, would be. My, my i going to spitball August. My summer's getting really busy. Um. Yeah. We can talk about it.
0: Mine is not busy yet, but that's because I have purposely left it still super might, open. I
1: still, there, you know what? There's something romantic about the idea of the road trip out west. I love it, dude. It's great. It's like it is. It is manifest destiny in modern form.
0: Yeah, well, it's because we've all read Kerouac, and we all think that we're just going to stop somewhere and be an itinerant farmer or you know a field hand briefly to sustain ourselves for the rest of the journey. Maybe shock up with a poor
1: migrant woman. That's uh, that's not my vision. I mean, it's mine. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> my vision's like just finding cool towns that you would never, you'd never come across. Getting a like, gunfight with a sheriff. You know, I was thinking about that while I was in the shower this morning.
0: I was thinking to myself, you know, wasn't that Dan Aykroyd that had the dick nose? Uh, yeah, that actually is a different kind of American experience. I was, I was thinking to myself that what was the name of that movie? Um, the one with wasn't Chevy chasing that too? I don't think so. Dan Aykroyd was. Let's take a look. Um, it was also
1: um, John Candy, too, right? Uh, Was he in that? Maybe. It had a odd name. It was like nothing people. but Trouble. Was it Nothing But Trouble? Yeah, where he had the penis nose. Yep. Oddly interesting.
0: Segway? I was of... actually, while I was in the shower, I was thinking that um, I was, it started with me thinking I haven't seen heat in a while. And then I was like, Oh man, den of thieves was a pretty good movie too. Like a, a knockoff heat. But I was thinking to myself, I'm very sad that in heat, the bank robbers who I liked more than the cops all kind of came to their righteous end. And then in den of thieves, the bank robbers who I liked more than the cops kind of all came to their righteous end, but one of them got away with the money, which, you know, like is supposed to make me feel better.
1: I feel like we've talked about heat before. But I'm going to give you so. Well, I I just Gan- want to take a lot of Daniel logically. Baldwin, Brian Doyle Murray, Bill Murray's brother, yep. uh-huh. Raymond Berry, who you definitely recognize, uh, Demi Moore, John Candy, Dan Aykroyd, and, and Chevy Chase. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I thought there was a lot of big people in that. Yeah, pretty solid. But no,
0: I mean, like what I was thinking is, but without talking dwindling without dwelling on Heat too long, the big thing for me was I was thinking. There hasn't been a really good cop murder movie, like because I was thinking about talking about that um, Navy intel officer that went nuts, and then the sheriff's burned him out of his house, and then acted like they didn't. They
1: were like, "Oh, he set the house on fire," but like the video, like the what audio was recordings, movie like with, burn uh, that motherfucker out. Jake Gyllenhaal, I thought was, I didn't see it, End but I heard it was good. Yeah. Was that? No.
0: I, I, was okay. I haven't seen it. But I, to me, what I'm what I'm thinking, though, is like then. <laughs> so I have really weird thoughts when I'm in the shower. But I was literally I was going, oh, but then there's Rambo. And I was like, how did I get away with Rambo? Where Rambo like murdered a fuck ton of local cops. Right. Mm-hmm. And like still was the hero. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, what was the conflict? Because like in Heat, it's, you know, man versus himself, uh, bad guy versus good guy. But also like we've. Engage in some like moral relativism to make you like the bad guy sure, but what I'm thinking is like John J. Rambo like just straight up killed a lot of cops mm-hmm. and the sheriff in that town was kind of a dickhead Yeah, but he wasn't really a bad person. He was a bad dude He wasn't engaging in like large-scale graft or like hurting the people of the town. He just didn't like dirty drifters He was bad to John J. Rambo and was a dickhead
1: about it. But that was indicative of behavior, I'm sure, in other areas. Towards,
0: well, maybe. I mean, you've, you've been left to fill in the blanks on your own. You the didn't point see is the that guy he beating was his kids not,
1: or his wife. No, nah, I think it wasn't about that. I think it was that there wasn't true justice in that town. It was his decision as to what was right or wrong, and he metered out justice how and when he saw fit. Yeah. And... That's how being a sheriff in a small town is. That is, is not democratic america that is communist american the democratic america doesn't exist listen i hear you i'm <laughs> talking we're talking about ideals and stories here right maybe what i'm saying and that's why it resonates with people because people
0: were okay with him because just arbitrarily killing like he's a bunch of cops
1: fighting the commies in that movie
0: the, the, the sheriffs were the commies yeah but they're every person like literally it's like it's like a bunch of guys that like we're small town dudes we call out the national guard
1: all right cool those dudes are about to die too like you know what i mean like i get it man i mean it doesn't it it doesn't mean that they weren't innocent but they were still they were still the communists well the dialogue that, story. that
0: i really liked about it was to be like it's the same conflict as like what's going on in afghanistan where it's like it's not that they're good or bad or indifferent they just happened to pick up a gun on the wrong day against John J. So, Rambo.
1: Here's what I and I want to circle back because I need I really 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 need to comment on this heat thing. But <laughs> what I so many people hated Batman versus Superman. I liked that, and I thought the ending was super shitty. How long are we? Oh, we're a good. Only forty four minutes in. All right. Uh, I thought the ending was super shitty, but I where loved- modern technology Trump's superhuman. Like outer space alien, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the ending was just kind of eh. But like, it was like we have to wrap it up somehow. But <laughs> thanks, the, Ben Affleck. The pr- the premise that Superman has like brought all these aliens to Earth. That and every time he's like thrown a dude through a building, there's fucking people in that building. Yeah, it's yeah. like that is September 11th, right? Yes. Like over, and over, over again, and over again, where there's mass casualty, mass destruction. But thank you, Superman. And Yeah, it's like, and Batman is the one guy that's like, "I'm gonna fucking do something about this. This has to be stopped. This guy is actually—he can say he's a protector, but he's actually a fucking scourge, you know, on society. Do you know
0: who the only the the last Bruce Wayne in America is? Who's that?
1: Mike Bloomberg. We're not, I know you said that just to fire me up, and um, Aaron I Aaron told
0: me earlier today not to do anything political and tie to
1: Softly. I'm not, we're not getting into politics, man.
0: I don't care if Mike Bloomberg's running for president or not, the fact that Mike Bloomberg sent out Instagram requests to meme accounts asking them to make him look cool for the kids is the best thing ever, especially I, considering that hundreds of meme accounts started Posting the screenshots and saying, like, this post sponsored by (laughs) at Mike Bloomberg. (laughs) Like, what do I gotta do to resonate with the kids? Sixty-three billion dollars of worth. I should be able to buy myself some fucking street cred. (laughs) Hey man, Bloomberg's old, but he is a baller. He needs to buy himself some fucking super adamantium armor and he needs to go up against Superman. There you (laughs) go. (laughs) Mike Bloomberg. He
1: could be Lex Luthor. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I mean, that's Red. a more likely candidate than than Bruce Wayne, but yes, fair enough. <laughs> Only one man can protect America from a poor
1: millionaire, right? Mike Bloomberg. So <laughs> let me circle back because what bothers me always about Heat, and I fucking love the movie. Yeah, it's a great. Is movie. that I don't believe that De Niro's character would fuck up at the end. He meets this chick. Who isn't even that cool. She's actually she's kinda cool. She's, she's kinda li- cool. She's a little moody
0: and she's not hot. So yeah. that's the kind of the catch. And but she's young, which might be very attractive to
1: Nero as an older guy. Whatever, man. I mean, this dude has been he daddy is, vibes. He's been around. He could fucking go be a sex tourist in Thailand and be totally fucking cool with it. But I don't think that's a daddy vibe thing. That's like a sex tourist vibe thing, right? Whatever. Anyway, my What's point is, is, is a young that white girl. you have a dude that's super professional. And what really uh, I think it comes down to is that the character he plays in Heat is almost the same character he plays in Ronan. And it's not believable. I don't think it's the same character at all, by the I'm way. I'm not saying it's the same person, but it's the same style of dude, right? I think that what, you you're, have a guy that's a what you're missing. Super expert, hold on, yeah. super disciplined, right? and he doesn't make amateur mistakes. And so the entire movie
0: of heat is premised on amateur mistake, which is that De Niro advocates hiring Wayne grow to be an extra man on the set. And that the rest of the movie is De Niro feeling a sense of overwhelming guilt for introducing an outside player into the game. I get it. I just fucks and his this is whole what I'm saying. Up.
1: I don't believe that the beginning of that movie. Awesome. Like, no, I but don't... What you don't believe is that it's the closest part to truth, which is that
0: De Niro his overwhelming sense of professionalism his marriage to this group of other cons that they're all working together and trying to save their lives. Like he's the ultra professional. All the other guys are kind of like one foot in, one foot out, right? Sure. And he's like trying to preserve the goodness there and because he becomes emotionally involved in trying to protect his friends, his last ditch like salvation as a character, as a person is to not let down this art student chick. Like where it's like, you're right, Comparing what happened to the end to anything else that happened in the movie would be like really like a non sequitur But to say that this is kind of like the final
1: chapter a guy who's kind of desperate. He feels like he's in the corner I get it. Like I think morally. they could have, listen if they had done it where She sold him out due to a sense of justice or something like that like I, I would have bought that what I didn't buy was that you have a dude that's on escape plan autopilot and at that point, he's going off of basically muscle memory, right? Yeah. He's a super professional dude. He would not have varied his course. He would have continued with his plan. Now, if that plan w- was, hey, I'm going to go get this chick and she's got something that I need. She's taking me out of the country or whatever. And it turns out, haha, she fucking sold you out. That I would have been cool with. You know what I didn't right. believe?
0: I didn't believe that De Niro would have lost in a gunfight against that pussy Pacino. Well. In so every movie that Pacino's ever been in, other it, than sent yeah, a woman, he's the worst human. Just to tie it all back. Even The Godfather. I already I,
1: said it. <laughs> it's fine. I am I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Godfather 3. Oh, I do love all The Godfathers, but still, Pacino. Ugh. Godfather 3 is all right. But, yeah, I think... Everyone this comes back to my final point that I will continue to reiterate throughout the course of this podcast and probably the rest of my life which is The everyone loves the Pacino De Niro scene in heat Oh, it's the, the first time and maybe the only time they were on screen together and you know Two awesome actors. You remember they're sitting in the diner. Yeah. Yeah having a, have a conversation. Yeah That who the fuck wants a normal kind of life dude, that, What the fuck is that that was a cool scene but not the greatest of all time. What was that executed really well as the greatest of all time was Christopher Walken, Dennis Hopper in True Romance. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, I'm right, or Jesus Christ, I'm bringing up True Romance again. True Romance is like... It's so good. I just don't think it's that good. It's fucking phenomenal, man. Okay, forget, hold on, Let's let's not get into whether the whole movie's good. Just focus on that scene. I can't not think of Christian Slater. He's not in that scene. Don't think about him. I know, but he's in the entire fucking film. Not in that scene. Just think about that scene. Christopher Walken, Dennis Hopper. It is phenomenal. I, you don't want to agree. It's, it's I can every, see that you don't want to it's agree. Everybody get
0: as Christopher Walken in Joe Dirt. No oh, man. Talking about I was uh, when I was growing up in New Jersey, I mean, Wisconsin, <laughs> is uh, when I lost my wife. You know, like, you're like, oh, yeah, this is great acting. Thanks, man. That uh, reminds me of true romance. That's what everybody said.
1: You're killing me here, <laughs> man. You're killing me. You can't draw parallels to these kinds of things. What about, have you seen Annie Hall, the Woody Allen Woody no, movie? No, but I am aware, I'm familiar with the movie. There's a phenomenal Christopher Walken scene in that movie.
0: I I have a, a weird thing to bring up since we're talking about movies and we're like on not quite an hour in um, <clears throat> HBO had Casino Royale the original um, available which I was like oh I haven't seen this James Bond movie and I went to watch the trailer for said movie before I watched it thank God but I didn't know that it was some really weird um, David Niven uh, ripoff. Have you seen this movie? Uh-uh. It's, it's a parody of James Bond. Oh, really? Where everyone is James Bond. There's like literally, it's David Niven is the real James Bond and everyone else in the movie is James Bond as well. Like it's like female actors, like so-and-so really? is James Bond. Yeah, yeah. Like It sounds cool for like 15 minutes. No, it's like a, it's, it's a slapstick Parody comedy thing. And the just the trailer alone was so absurd in like that 1960s kind of like yeah, yeah. pow pop kind of way. You're like, I was watching it going, This is gonna super annoy me. But I didn't realize that when they tried to make a badass version of it with uh fucking Daniel Craig, that I was like, Man, I bet people in Hollywood had a really hard time <laughs> connecting the dots on this where it's like this weird comedy movie. In the heat of the James Bond craze. So there wasn't a real Casino Royale? No. It was this Casino Royale movie is like some fucking weird knockoff thing. No, I, mean, sure. I don't know. I mean, there may be a third one that I don't know of. But literally, Let's find out. I was watching this going, I was watching the trailer going, how is this the one that they picked, right? It's like fucking crazy. And, and every aspect of it. I was like, this is getting worse. It was it was as bad as um, our and Flint. You know which ones I'm talking about? Like kind of the James Bond Uh, knockoff? Yeah. Uh, The only one they're showing there is like the 2006 one, Um, but I know there is the old one because I watched it. All right. I have. How many Casino Royale movies are there? Um, 2000. Let's see. Yeah, I think you're right, man. So here, so Quentin Tarantino expressed interest in directing a subversive black and white version of Casino Royale, but bailed when he learned MGM planned to replace Pierce Brosnan, whose contract was in flux after starring in four 007 movies. I don't understand.
1: You're it's right. There's Ian the-
0: Fleming's 1953 James Bond novel, but an unofficial 1967 spoof film of the same name. But like the fil- the You're fucking right. spoof is a... Uh, 5.2 stars. It's, it's, it's really bad, man. Like, I mean, I, maybe it was great and I missed the glory of it, but it's 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. This wacky send-up of James Bond film stars David Niven as the iconic debonair spy now retired and living a peaceful existence. He's called back into duty when the mysterious organization Smursh, Jesus Christ, begins assassinating British secret agents. Ridiculous circumstances lead to the involvement of a colorful cast of characters, including the villainous Le Schrift Uh, Orson Welles, seasoned gambler, Evelyn Trimble, Peter Sellers, wow, uh, and Bond's bumbling nephew, Jimmy Bond. This is what made me think of it. Woody Allen. Woody Allen's in it as well. Dude, what a great cast. No, it's all-star cast. That's why I was watching it going, what the fuck? Like, as I'm watching the trailer, I'm going, and it's like, everybody is James Bond. But I mean, David Niven was a big motherfucker in that period, right? So like having David Niven as the headliner... (laughs) <laughs> to bring in Peter Sellers, who's also yeah. a big hitter, um, Wolf Mankowitz was in it. Orson Welles, yeah, yeah, he's huge, right? <clears throat> um, there was a bunch of popular female art, uh, actresses in it as well. Uh, oh, guess who did the soundtrack for it? It will not be surprising to you. Just one guess: the wildest, the monkeys, the Bert Baca rock, ah, nice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, no, it's it, it literally felt like Austin Powers From that time period so, All right. Is this for real dude. Maybe that's what Austin Powers was inspired by. Yeah I mean for sure it was definitely very interesting, but um, huh. I, I'm, not, I'm not possessed by any burning desire to actually watch that movie However, knowing that it existed was also interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. All right. The well, dog was laying down in sleep. The dog is now up pacing. I feel like if I want to escape the dog shitting in the podcast room, it is best for us to wrap this up. Let's do it. So
1: you opened with, you thought we were going to release the unreleased episode. No, no,
0: no, no. I just was surprised that you said we weren't. I thought we had released it, and I hadn't seen any negative feedback from it, and I was counting my
1: blessings. Should we release it? <laughs> we'll, like maybe this. we'll see what the feedback is this is an this episode.
0: ongoing. This is an ongoing thing. If, uh, if 200 people email us. Dude, 200 people don't listen to this podcast. 7,000 people. 7,000 people individual devices listen to this podcast. If 200 people email us saying that they want us to release the podcast where you basically
1: admit to a hate crime. Dude, not true. <laughs> not tr- I will no, not true. You make me sound like a total <laughs> asshole.
0: You didn't know what you were doing. It's no fault of your own, Aaron. I will stroke your hair, but the table is too wide. Nope, I was a victim. <laughs> I was a, I was ba- a victim. <laughs> This podcast is going to have to come out now. I was assaulted. See, and then it, and the rest
1: is up to the next podcast. I'll tell you another story. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Will this podcast be able to be aired? Stop me. It will. Stop me if I've told you this story. Okay. Because I feel like maybe I've told it before. When I was living in Chicago, I went to a fucking birthday party, and I was working walking down Clark Street, which is like a main fucking main avenue uh friday night or saturday night whatever it was like eight o'clock tons of people out and i'm foolish enough there's this dude this like homeless looking guy yeah kind of strung out looking dude and he's wearing like soccer shorts like um like umbros old old umbros uh possibly no underwear and uh you know like a t-shirt middle of the summer and he's got his bike kind of like blocking the majority of the sidewalk. So foolishly, instead of like walking in the street or whatever, I'm like slowing down. It's okay, man. uh, Have I told you the story? Ambush. I've not heard the story, but this sounds like an ambush. I need five bucks to get on a train to go see my sick mom, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, I don't fucking have anything. Cool story, bro. <laughs> yeah, Like, <laughs> let me buy. Start walking by. He's like moving his bike. Now it's like getting confrontational, right? He's trying to block um, you with the bike? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's, yeah. Like, he's like actively maneuvering. Yes, yes. Meanwhile, this has created the scene where now like he's focused on me and other people are like walking around us in the street, and, you know, yeah. the shit that I should have just done. And he's getting more and more agitated. I was dumb. Not to just turn around and like fuck it, you know what? I'm just gonna walk away and go around the block. Um, he got to the point where he started to like verbally threaten me. In what way?
0: Uh, I'm gonna touch your like, penis, man. No,
1: like I know you have money. You need to give me money. Like my life's ruined because of you. You rich fuck. You ruined my life. Didn't quite go that far, but basically, it's like some trading places, and he's <laughs> like. Mortimer, you pay me now, dude. So you know he's uh, again. Why? Why I haven't just like walked away? Walked away? I don't know. <laughs> now I'm angry. Um, and I'm engaged. Well, not yeah. I'm like getting fucking riled up, right? And he turns and he's like, "If I had a gun right now, I would pull it out and I would fucking shoot you." Yeah. What? Um, and. He's like, maybe I do have a gun. It's clear you don't have a gun because you're like basically wearing fucking Umbros Yeah, He does I mean. have a gun. It's a loaded one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um yeah. So wait, where does this go? So he fucking grabs my arm. Like I go to I go to yeah. walk around him and yep. he grabs my arm. Yep. And, and we get in a fight. Yep. And the fucking and listen, no one stops. Yeah, yeah. No one stops. Welcome to the city. This is before... (laughs) Now people would stop to fucking cell phone it, video it, right? World star. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) This is before cell phone videos. No one... It was like you you could like key in text messages on the fucking keypad, right? Yep. And uh, no one stops to fucking help me. No one stops to do anything. I mean, it's not like I needed help, but it was like no one did anything. Finally, apparently someone calls the cops. The cops come and... I fucking How sit- long was this fight going on? I don't know. Maybe a minute, two well, minutes. Mean, long
0: enough for the cops to get there. It was more of like a wrestling match. Um, um, I'm now wishing someone
1: had had a cell phone to videotape right? this. Um And I sat on the fucking curb, handcuffed for like 30 minutes. Because thinking, you assaulted the hobo. Thinking that I was going to fucking go to jail. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Because well, you committed assault. What the fuck? I'm like, no, dude. I was the fucking <laughs> victim. I was the victim.
0: <laughs> So, I just like that the tone. Like, while I am more sympathetic to this story than the other one, like, and how it's portrayed, I also am impressed by the fact that you still feel as though you didn't have some role in it,
1: looking like a treat, looking like walking down the road like a snack, (laughs) looking like a treat. No, man, I look looking back, I should have just walked away, I should have just been like, you know what, fucking. Dude wants or to giving chase him me. twenty
0: dollars, Aaron. You know
1: this dude wants to fucking chase me down on his bike. Fine, whatever. Or you know, just fucking jogged around. I'm not a runner. I don't move that fast.
0: I like these rationalizations too. <laughs> you,
1: you know I don't move fast. You should have just. You should have just. The next fucking... tattoo I'm gonna get is gonna say "Move slow." <laughs> or, or, From Goodfellas. I thought you were gonna Another say I was a reference. victim.
0: This is the next tattoo. No. I was assaulted.
1: <laughs> always the victim always I, we were listening to uh, some fucking radio show in my wife's car this weekend on npr and this woman was talking about how she doesn't drink but she's not an alcoholic and wait, she's just she like doesn't drink but she doesn't, like, drink, but she doesn't like, drink but she's not like in recovery right she's just like she doesn't drink i don't drink oh wait she used to drink though yeah, yeah. okay so like she doesn't drink alcohol yeah by choice yeah okay but she's not an addict or in recovery. But she has or, done it before. I was right. like confused by it. I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay. And she was going on and on about how she thought the term, that it was really unfair for people to call her sober because she wasn't in recovery, that really there should be a new classification for people like her called sober curious. That And I was like, dude, this is why does she send her kids to a Waldorf school? I don't know. But I I'm feel like, like this is
0: the kind of person that
1: sends our kids to a Waldorf school. I'm like, this is the shit that's like ruining the country, man. Um
0: I'm is. not gay, I'm bi curious. Uh, like who one gives a, penis, homie? Dude, one penis. Who gives a fuck what the label is? You don't drink. No, just like one penis. Just one. I had a real emotional connection with the dude and it's not fair for you to judge me. <laughs> I, but I, I'm not gonna split hairs. I know I'm gay inside. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, dude, what the fuck? So, uh, sober curious
0: you I, know what i don't understand it either
1: it's just such a waste of energy and effort
0: well that's their identity i guess it's you know i mean i don't get it either but i will say this it's a it's a thoughtful thing remember 200 emails releases Aaron's podcast where he was a victim <laughs> where right. he was assaulting <laughs> <laughs> uh, good
1: times On i, I miss these <laughs> A visit in Fair World. We will have to bring some kind of microphone thing to do one in. Yeah,
0: we'll do a podcast, uh, a hotel room uh, podcast. Oh, do hotel room, or are we gonna do Molecular Tapas Bar? I
1: don't think we can do one in the restaurant. Oh, we won't be allowed. That would be pretty fucking rude. I mean, I'm down for being
0: rude. We're we're fucking gaijin in fucking Tokyo. What do they expect? No, man. We're covered in tattoos. We literally came to their country, direct shop, and gloat about Nagasaki. We're not gonna roll that way. I
1: mean, okay. Should we get t-shirts, matching t-shirts, Fat Man and Little Boy?
0: (laughs) Dude, literally,
1: literally, the best
0: joke you've ever made (laughs) just happened. No, 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 it's a joke about the Twins movie with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) and Danny DeVito. Uh, (laughs) I may have gone too far. Dude, no, you didn't. That's literally, that's the best thing that's ever happened on this podcast.
1: I've... uh, (laughs)
0: well. <laughs> and, and the look of the look of uncertain shame on Aaron's face <laughs> is amazing, and I am dying. Sometimes inside. the mouth moves before <laughs> the brain gets a chance to think about it. On that note, s- stand by for greatness. <laughs> 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 oh my god.